Hey guys, Brandon Lewis here with the TenCon Big 7, bringing you stories about how grassroots group leaders completely disagree with the rhinos who voted to let Democrats vote in Republican primaries. We'll get into that story. We're going to talk about the inability of the Republican Party in Tennessee, at least the leadership, to protect Tennessee's sovereignty against federal overreach because they love that federal money. We are also going to discuss with you why wives of senators are lobbying for more corporate welfare in a profound conflict of interest. We're going to move on to look at why certain aspects of drag show laws didn't make it through committee. And we're going to move on from there to Republican senators who take issue uh, with Tennesseans' rights to religious exemptions uh, enshrined in the state constitution, uh, bills that would clean up the voter rolls and help with election integrity that also went the way of the dodo, as Jason Vaughn likes to say. And finally, uh, a bill that had the intention of keeping obscene materials out of Tennessee school libraries advances. That's amazing. Uh, in House heads to Senate. That's what we're going to be talking about. Brandon Lewis here, TenCon Big 7. Again, news you will not get from the left-leaning corporate media. If you want to follow us, go to Twitter. Just type in Tennessee Conservative News. We'll be right there. And further, if you want to follow us on the other free speech platforms where we have not been shadow banned or disciplined, you can go to uh, Gab, Getter, Truth, Parler, 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 MeWe and Rumble. Let's get right into the stories. But first, the mailbag. I've got a note here. People do send us uh, letters and notes to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404, although we may have an address change coming up here soon. Uh, this comes from Catherine. She says, thanks for being our friend in the trenches. Thank you so very much, Catherine. I appreciate that. Got that in the mail. Uh, what else do we have here? Good morning. Uh, we already have a tumbler and bumper stickers. We don't need any more. Keep up the good work. Uh, thank you so much for sending that in with a contribution. And then finally, just a very simple note that says, Appreciate all you do. Blessings, Don. Thank you very much, Don. I do check the mailbag. Typically, the notes are a little longer than that. But hey, I like the short ones too. And speaking of uh, things that come in uh, short packages but are very awesome, I'm your host, Brandon Lewis here, uh, Tennessee conservative. For many of you who don't know my background before we get into these stories, I used to work on uh, U.S. Senate, U.S. House, state and local races, wrote a book called How to Raise Money for Political Office, but I just got completely tired of politics, just fed up with it. Uh, and after my last congressional re-election race with Congressman Desjardins, I did a, a handful of, of local races in the Hamilton County area. And I just got out of it for six years until the pandemic and the Republicans' mismanage of it pulled me back into the fray where I discovered uh, what I have found over the last two and a half years to be true is that we really don't have a Republican supermajority in Tennessee. What we really have is a supermajority of old Southern Democrats who pretend to be Republicans, and we have a very small minority of conservatives that actually do the will of their districts instead of the corporate paymasters uh, up in Nashville and the lobbyists who drop off 
political action committee checks and whisper into the ears of our legislators. If you go and, and look at followthemoneyreport.com, you will see that all of our leadership, without exception, get the majority of their money from outside of their district in Tennessee, the GOP leadership, and it comes from special interest instead of individuals. So as I go through these stories, and you're like, how in the world could this happen if we have a Republican supermajority? It's because we don't have a Republican supermajority. We have an old Southern Democrat majority, and we have, uh, we have lots of left-leaning corporate interest, and it trumps what you and I want uh, as GOP primary voters. And how do I know? that the things that I talk about GOP primary voters want, it's simple. I have surveyed and, and gotten anywhere from 1,700 to 3,300 responses on all the key issues as long as I've been running this publication to make sure that my gut instinct was aligned with the GOP uh, primary voter with our news stories, and they are. So if you feel like you're the only one, you're not the only one uh, who agrees with me. Most Republican primary voters do. It's just that your local uh, representatives, in many cases, don't listen. Let's get right into it. Okay, big story. Local GOP groups disagree with rhino vote, allowing Democrats to vote in GOP primaries. The Tennessee House Local Government Committee has now killed multiple bills this legislative session that would have ensured party election integrity for their constituents and the state of Tennessee as a whole. Committee Vice Chair Dave Wright... Representative Rebecca Alexander, remember these names, Dale Carr, Michael Hale, and Esther Helton Haynes, and John B. Holtzclaw all participated in voice votes against House Bill 0405 by Brian Ritchie and House Bill 045 by Representative Kelly Kiesling. Representative William Slater was present but didn't have the you-know-what to vote. On HB 0405, he just didn't vote, didn't want to represent his constituents, but didn't want to say that he was a flaming rhino at the same time. It, you're rocking a hard place, buddy, I understand. However, he reportedly voted, reportedly, because they do secretive voice votes in the House, reportedly voted in favor of HB 1045 after he got his butt handed to him by his constituents who don't like this. And here's the person that if you ever want to see, if you see this individual out and about in public, and if you want to thank someone for single-handedly doing his damnedest to make sure that Democrats always vote in Republican primaries, the gentleman you want to thank and really applaud is Committee Chair John Crawford. Committee Chair John Crawford has done more for Democrats uh, as far as it goes to winning elections and putting rhinos in office this year than any other person, perhaps more than any other person in Republican state history. So John Crawford was recorded as, as voting in favor of uh, 045, but not HB 0405, but he didn't take a roll call vote. He didn't ever take a roll call vote on either of these, which is what he should have done. And so I don't trust the man. I think I, I don't trust him. This guy needs to be replaced. If you are in his district, find somebody uh, you know, I don't know, uh, find a, a, a log or an old stump sitting out in the woods, put a couple eyeballs on it. Anything would be more conservative than Representative John Crawford. Back to the story. As Republican lawmakers in Tennessee continue to vote against conservative legislation time and time again, the term rhino, which means Republican in name only, uh, is more relevant than ever, leaving the conservative base to wonder exactly what their representatives are doing that warrants re-election. That's a damn good question. Frankly, it is alarming when legislators start voting against the will of the people who elected them in the first place. So began the Tennessee conservatives' mission to find out why exactly Republican uh, constituents 
uh, thought and what they had to say about closing the state's primaries. Despite a lack of response, sometimes we can't get people to get back to us from Josh Harden um, of the Carter County GOP and uh, Chair Bill Kilgore from the Sullivan County GOP, uh, we did have responses from Trousdale, Hamilton, Sumner, Sevier, Knox, and Unicoi counties, all the chairmen of these counties, were overwhelming in favor of closing the Republican primaries. And even the state executive committee sent these people letters, and they got thousands of phone calls to close the primaries. But because these are not Republicans, these are, remember, these are old Southern Democrats. That's what John Crawford is. He's an old Southern Democrat as is Rebecca Alexander, Dave Wright, Dale Carr, Michael Hale, Esther Helton Haynes, John B. Holtzclaw. These are old Southern Democrats that are stuck in Republican districts, and they're, they're just class president types, and they're going to run. And back to the story, the TCRP uh, is not in favor of allowing Democrats to vote in Republican primaries. It could influence our political races. It could allow a weaker candidate to become a front-runner and ultimately the nominee, which in turn could result in a Democratic victory. It weakens our political process, says Rachel Jones, Trousdale County GOP Chair. I don't have time to read the other quotes. Go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit that subscribe button, you'll get these stories. But basically, the long and short of this... I couldn't do that twice if I tried. The long and short of this is that we have Southern Democrats running the Republican Party from the top down. Bill Lee, Cameron Sexton, Randy McNally, Scott Golden are really just old Southern Democrats. And they had to move over as everything moved over. And they're still clutching and clinging to that good old boy corporate welfare world that keeps their campaign coffers full. Next story. Senate committee kills bill to protect Tennessee sovereignty. I am sure that our framers of the Constitution are rolling over in their grave as they watch the leaders of Tennessee's Republican Party throw Tennessee's sovereignty in the dirt for what? I don't know, 20 pieces of silver. Something like that. A bill that would restore state sovereignty in Tennessee failed in the, in the Senate, State, and Local Committee on Tuesday. Senator Janice Bowling, sponsor of Senate Bill 092, introduced the bill and provided an explanation to the committee. She noted that the nullification process is not a new procedure, but the new legislation would provide an orderly pathway for the state to use the nullification process. Bowling gave extensive historical context, which these people don't care much about history, uh, citing several instances where the nullification process had been alluded to or used in the past. She was uh, preparing to complete her speech. Uh, Richard, uh, or Chairman, rather, Richard Briggs, uh, Dick Briggs recommended they go ahead and uh, move along with the bill. Senator Mark Pody made a motion on that bill, but there was no second. Briggs noted that because there was no second, the bill failed. All committee members were present at the meeting. Only Senator Pody offered a second. So of this entire committee, this is the committee. Chairman Dick Briggs is chairman here. Uh, you, you can't count on Dick at all. He will always steer you wrong. This is the guy who promised up and down uh, that he would protect the unborn in Tennessee and was the first person to try to undo uh, the abortion ban. This guy needs to be voted out of office. He's probably in there for another four years. I think he recently won uh, his election, so we got a few more years of this guy. But his record's terrible. 
Uh, his record is terrible. So this is the uh, Senate, State, and Local Government Committee. So hopefully we have the faces of the individuals up who voted against this. Next story. Guys, if you want to get in front of a very large and growing audience of Tennessee's most engaged conservatives, please do support us with advertising. You can email Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com or you can email Jason, or rather News, at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. That is answered by Jason Vaughn. We would love to put you there. Put your money where your mouth is. Everybody's like, harumph, harumph. I'm a big conservative. If, if your money and time is not spent as a small business owner supporting uh, conservatism uh, and, and Judeo-Christian values because you're afraid you might lose a dollar, then the thing you might really value is, is money. And so we need yours to help us uh, tell the truth about what's going on in Tennessee. And uh, small business owners have been given the shaft repeatedly and constantly and continually uh, with uh, unceasing rigor and enthusiasm by Bill Lee, Cameron Sexton, Randy McNally, and the other rhinos as they continue to dole out corporate welfare uh, to organizations, think about it, like the In-N-Out Burger. Yes, we need to uh, give corporate fast food millionaires and billionaires, we need to give them millions of dollars so that they can compete unfairly against mom-and-pop restaurateurs here in the volunteer state. That is your Southern Democrat Party uh, right now that's in charge of the TNGOP. So if you want to combat that kind of nonsense and you're a small business owner and you'd like to advertise because we, God knows we'll never get any corporate money, uh, please do email us, brandon at tennesseeconservativenews.com, and if not, make a donation to relieve your guilty conscience. Next story, <laughs> conflict of interest. Wife of State Senator to Lobby for More Corporate Welfare. The Office of Major League Baseball Commissioner has compiled a group of five lobbyists. Now listen, if you want to get into the pockets of Tennessee taxpayer dollars for a very specialized picking winners and losers uh, tourist thing, then you don't just send one lobbyist up there. No, you spend millions to get billions uh, or you spend a few hundred thousand to get millions. I'm telling you what, hiring left-leaning corporate lobbyists uh, to go up to Nashville and bilk the Tennessee taxpayer is probably the biggest return on investment you'll ever get. Uh, and one of those team members includes Nicole Osborne Watson, wife of Senator Bo Watson. Nicole Watson works for the Holland and Knight lobbying team as a, as a partner and senior policy advisor. Previously, Nicole Watson was part of a lobbying team that successfully pushed for $500 million worth of state bonds to fund a new state, uh, stadium, the Titan Stadium, which from the Beacon Center poll people, 60% of folks, I believe, thereabouts in Tennessee were like opposed to this corporate welfare scheme. And even some people that have some good sense in Nashville have been opposed to this corporate welfare scheme. It, it's terrible, and I bet if you poll just Republicans, it's probably more like 80% of Republicans do not like corporate welfare. But guess what? Again, we do not have a Republican supermajority. We have old Southern Democrats up there. So, think about this. The use of taxpayer dollars to bankroll the stadium continues to be unpopular. With the push for Major League Baseball to come to Nashville and the potential, I'm sure, taxpayers need to pay for this stadium, right? It'd be funded by you. Senator Watson currently chairs, and this is the lobbyist, this is his wife, currently chairs the Senate Finance Ways and Means Committee. I don't know how much Ms. Watson got paid when your millions went to the Titans. I'd say it's probably fifty, dollars $100,000, probably something like that. I don't know for sure. But it's a big chunk. 
these these lobbyists they're not up there in in Dickies and and Walmart slacks. I mean, these people make a lot of money. All right, if you want to if you want to make a lot of money, especially if you're a, if you're a retired uh, state rep or senator, you go up there and start peddling influence after your career's over. And if you can't peddle your influence, then why not marry somebody and send them up there to peddle the influence? And then you take that money that comes from peddling the influence, you put it in your joint bank account and go on a nice vacation or build a house or whatever else you want to do. I can't believe all the talk about transparency in government from Lee when he ran. All the talk about transparency in government from Lee and McNally when they passed that incumbent protection bill that censored grassroots organizations. But they'll allow this. Anything that lines their pocket personally, they're all about. All legislation that involves state money must pass through this committee before going to the full Senate for a vote. So think about this. You're the wife of probably one of the most powerful committee members in the Senate in Tennessee. Do you think you get a different reception when you go from office to office? Do you think that your relationship to somebody who chairs the committee where all the money goes through, you think that just like doesn't have any effect, there's no conflict of interest there, never never any uh, undocumented conversations, never any you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, none of that ever happens. I don't buy it. And even if everything was completely above board with the verbal language, at issue up in Nashville, almost every corrupting influence is directly tied to money. Campaign contributions, uh, these shady packs that have quote-unquote no involvement but come out of the blue to mainly almost exclusively attack conservative candidates when they run against liberal uh, Southern Democrat Republican uh, incumbents. But they don't investigate this stuff here, which is obviously a clear, a clear violation of the trust of the electorate. I mean, it's just obvious. Senator Watson currently chairs that committee. This means the senator would have an inside hand in helping push through or move to fund a stadium and any future stadium that requires substantial amounts of taxpayer dollars. And what you'll often hear these guys say, well, I'll just abstain from the vote. We see what happens when we put rhinos in charge of committees, like the whole deal with not letting Democrats vote in Republican primaries. Who do we have on that chair? A rhino, John Crawford. What's he do? It doesn't matter what the voices sound like. He's going to gavel the thing down as if it died. He's not taking roll call votes. Two situations where roll call votes were absolutely needed. Mr. Crawford didn't take them. So if you abstain from a vote, you can still get the outcome you want if you know who's going to vote how and if you've told them how to vote, which committee chairs and Sexton and McNally, ain't nothing up there happens that they don't have their fingerprints on. Following the Senate session last year, Senator Watson was grilled about the potential conflict of interest with his wife being a powerful lobbyist and him being one of the most powerful lawmakers on the Hill. Watson said, there are rules in place to govern their relationships and said, I follow them all right to the bank, I bet. Even though she may not lobby the senator, other legislators are aware of their connection and this relationship gives her more power and influence. Another concern is that lobbying fees received by Senator Watson's wife go straight into the bank account of the Watson family making the passage of another corporate welfare deal personally beneficial to the senator. I like Bo Watson personally. L like him. A very likable person. I've known him for years. Nice guy. Like his family. Nice. But here's the thing. Either go serve and serve or do something else that makes money. 
I mean, that's what I do. I have something else completely detached from politics and completely detached from this publication that I make my money from. And then I spend my volunteer time, which is way too much, doing this thing. Don't let there be all these conflicts of interest if you can help it. I think I threw that one away prematurely. Again, volunteer time. <clears throat> Bill to bag, uh, to bag, to ban drag shows for kids in Tennessee dies in the Senate committee, and this is a different bill, not not the other one. We they came at this with multiple ang angles. The Republican supermajority and the Tennessee's House and Local Committee uh, killed a bill aimed at banning adult performers uh, from performing adult cabaret that is harmful to kids by failing to offer a second on the bill. Sponsor of Senate Bill 0841, and this is Senator Joey Hensley, said the bill would require a person to obtain an entertainment permit if a county has an adult-oriented establishment or prior to performing an adult cabaret uh, entertainment for compensation and would prohibit public, private, and commercial establishments from allowing persons under the age of 18 to attend performances featuring adult cabaret. Without reading a whole bunch of this, it was basically licensing it. So if somebody wanted to do this nonsense, they had to get a license, but it was gaveled down for lack of a second. The other one went through and passed. There was a little bit of confusion on this because they were similar bills, uh, but one passed and the other one didn't. So he said uh, one person did have a pretty good comment, I would say. Senator Adam, uh, Adam Lowe said that uh, constituents, uh, he, he did not support the bill because it viewed, uh, viewed it as legitimizing drag as working uh, trade alongside of plumbers or electricians. I do not uh, support this obscure hobby being identified as a licensed trade. Okay, maybe it died for a good reason. See, listen. I don't always throw, every bill does not need to pass. We don't need a whole bunch of laws, right? The, the less laws, the better. Uh, but the ones that really matter, we need. Guys, listen, we run on grassroots support. I don't get any of that good old-fashioned Watson lobbying money. We don't get $100,000, $200,000 paychecks for bilking the taxpayer. We just have to rely on 10, 25, dollars $1,000 donations, and those are far and few between. Uh, that come through the transom for people that are just like, gosh, thank goodness there is a news source. You're the only one who will tell me the truth in Tennessee, and you, you ain't lying. I don't know of another news source like ours. It doesn't exist. You got the Tennessee Star, but they barely cover Tennessee anymore. They barely cover Tennessee anymore, and if they've got somebody spending a little bit of campaign money on an ad over there, they'll just about shut up about stuff. We don't do that over here. Uh, and in fact, anybody can spend money on ads over here, but I tell people, we endorse specific candidates at our publication, so we may be running your ad, but I may be endorsing somebody else. So if you're okay with that, give me your money, but they never are. So I don't change my endorsement based upon who pays us. Uh, we are very unique, and we need your support. If you want to turn around one day and us not be here, the easiest way for that to happen quickly is for you to keep your pocketbook zipped tighter than Dick's hat band. So get, get the folding money out, write a check, swap a credit card, uh, we will not sell your information to the Communist uh, Party, uh, nor your farmland, as so many Republicans apparently think should be done uh, here in the volunteer state. Uh, instead, we use it to promote liberty because there's no place left to run. Go to uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support or mail us checks to 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. It is on the screen. Now, if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, or if you give a $50 donation or more, we will give you this uh, proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. I think that's what we're still on. Uh, we will also send you a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Uh, and we will also send you a uh, proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker and a directory 
a directory of your elected officials up there in Nashville. So you can email them as they try to dismantle uh, everything that is worth a hoot in our state and give it to corporations and other people. All right, guys, moving right along. Now, next week, we're going to have new mugs and new bumper stickers. And I think you're going to like the theme. Uh, I was going to do it today, but we would have had a little bit of a logistical hiccup. So I'm waiting a week. But next week, stand by. It's coming. Uh, I, the reason I'm doing this from my home studio again, I just keep making excuses. This is three in a row. Is because I ran off and I left my laptop charger at the studio downstairs. Not downstairs, downtown. And I couldn't get to it. And so I had to come back and do this. So my apologies to Mr. Jason Vaughn, who's having to do this late when he should be doing it early. And that is my fault. I'm sorry, buddy. Here we go. Another story. Republican senators take issue with Tennesseans' right to religious exemptions enshrined in the state constitution. A bill aimed at codifying the constitutional rights of Tennesseans to decline vaccines for religious reasons in the private sector failed in the Senate Commerce and Labor Subcommittee this week. Senate Bill Sponsor 1109, sponsored by Senator Janice Bowling, who fights up there. Man, it is you don't understand the uh, constitutional conservative fortitude you have to have in the House or Senate in Tennessee to actually be a conservative. If you are actually a conservative and you vote the way your constituents want you to, you can be assured, and no PAC money's coming your way, you can be assured leadership uh, is not coming your way, you will not find a true blue conservative in the upper levels of Republican leadership in either the House or the Senate. And that's just the truth. I know we do the Rhino Report every year. The leadership doesn't make it. Sad, really. Senator Janice Bowling would have prohibited employers from firing or in any way discriminating against employees who submitted a religious exemption in lieu of complying with requests to get a vaccine. The proposed law would also have allowed for private right of action for injunctive relief and to recover compensatory damage and reasonable attorney fees against any employer who took adverse action against an employee who turned in a religious exemption. Amendments to the bill would have uh, exempted health care companies and also those employed by the federal government because, you know, health care workers don't really have any rights and uh, federal workers don't have any rights because we need the money. We need the money. Who needs your principles when you got cold, hard cash, which they're trying to get away with as well, or do away with, I should say. Bowling said, What my bill does is codify Article 1, Section 3 of the Constitution of the State of Tennessee that all men have a natural and indefensible right to worship Almighty God according to the dictates of their own conscience and that no human authority can in any way so whatsoever control or interfere with the rights of conscience while admitting that there's, no, uh, there's a balance to be struck between the rights of employers and employees. She said, We have to err on the side of religious liberty of the individual. The thing that made the United States of America so fantastically wonderful is that we see that individual rights are God-given, not business rights, not corporate rights, which is the only rights that, that, that Republicans, Southern Democrats, uh, old Southern Democrats up in, in um, Nashville seem to care about. Buddy, they care about corporate rights, left-leaning corporate rights. They would die on a cross for left-leaning corporate rights, but individual rights, eh, not so much. Not real passionate about those individual rights because guess where their money comes from? When you look at their campaign finance disclosures, 
Their money doesn't come from individuals inside the district. It comes from special interest and corporations outside the district. So corporate rights trump rather individual rights because follow the money. Followthemoneyreport.com. Go take a look at it. Senator Frank Nicely was the only member of the subcommittee present who spoke in favor of the bill, and this is a decision that needs to be made by every individual. So the following senators decided that you should have to be forced to be vaccinated to be employed if your employer says you have to be. So they are Senators uh, Johnson, Jack Johnson, who promised he'd stand up for medical freedom during his re-election campaign recently. That stand didn't take very long. I bet his feet didn't even get tired. Swan, Reeves, Reeves is terrible. Shane Reeves, he voted to let illegal immigrants get licenses. These, these people never stand up against it. They always promote it. Swan and Yeager voted no along with Democrat Ramesh Akbari. It's so funny how you can always tell the rhinos because they're always voting with the Democrats. Senators Bailey and Nicely voted yes, meaning they appreciate your right to refuse a vaccine. Senators Sutherland and Watson declined to vote, which is even worse than voting no. <laughs> and somebody told me, sent me an email that they had in exchange with Watson, and he said, well, I was just doing y'all a favor. I really wanted to vote against it, and I just voted not present, just to make people happy. I'm telling you guys... It's, it's all about the left-leaning corporations up in Nashville. At two and a half years as a layperson, navigating becoming a, a publisher of a, a news publication is rather tough and interesting, especially one that doesn't make any money. And But the truth just, just jumps right out at you, and this is a perfect example of the fact that corporations matter more than individuals to these people. And that's how it's always going to be until they're replaced. Next story, bill to improve reporting of death records in relation to voter rolls fails in subcommittee. One of the bills aimed at cleaning up voter rolls, this legislative session failed in the House Elections and Campaign Finance Subcommittee after a voice vote. House Bill 1246 would have provided parameters around the time frame of when the coordinator of elections must obtain information regarding the deceased, making the practice standard across all state election commissions. State law does not currently specify when the uh, coordinator of elections must obtain this information. One possible reason for why the bill failed was a fiscal note. There needs to be a better process in Tennessee where when things are important, some kind of fiscal approval could, could get done in advance because anything that has a fiscal note just, just about gets killed because hardly anything conservative passes up there anyway. Jody Barrett questioned the accuracy of the note, which would increase local expenditures by $173,000 in fiscal year 23 and 24, 70 in fiscal years 24 and 25 in subsequent years. The proposed legislation would have required both the uh, coordinator of elections and county election commission to retain an electronic and paper copy of all reports for a minimum of 24 months. This would have meant an update to the record system of all state election commissions. This could have been accomplished without an increase in expenditure in all but Knox, Davidson, and Shelby counties. Representative Clay Doggett was the only member of the subcommittee that requested to be voted uh, as I. We have reached out to all members of the subcommittee to ask uh, why they voted and only received a response from Chairman Rudd, the Secretary of State, Department of Elections, and in agreement with the Tennessee Department of Health to access their records, to maintain secure voter databases and purchase these voters' active roles, to release the information uh, at a time 
and the way that the legislation required would violate that agreement and could put the access to the information at risk. Well, if they're dead, who cares? I don't know. Next story. Bill with the goal of keeping obscene material out of Tennessee school libraries advances in House and heads to Senate floor. Now, here's one thing that you have noticed. Anything that has required Republicans to stand against left-leaning corporations or to stand against the state bureaucracy, because we have a deep state in Tennessee just like we have one in Washington, and they pull strings up there just like, just like they pull strings in Washington. It's smaller. You don't know the characters. Uh, you don't know the actors, but it happens, and you, you're influenced more by it, and you live more under it, but most Tennesseans you know, don't, don't know jack squat about what goes on in their own state capital, even the ones that are interested and keep up with what's going on in Washington. And so a lot of times when you see bills advance, they are bills that really don't do much. They're bills for grabbing headlines. They are bills for uh, addressing hot topic issues that do not cost corporations any money, do not cause the government to perform any better, uh, does not hold the government accountable for better results. Those are the votes that always are a struggle. Anything that actually benefits the taxpayer at the expense of the government bureaucracy or at the expense of the left-leaning corporations. When those two things are in play, the taxpayer in Tennessee almost always loses. That's the pattern that you're going to see. It's the pattern I've seen. This week, a bill that has an ultimate goal to keep material uh, that meets the criminal code threshold for obscenities out of Tennessee schools has advanced in both the House and the Senate. House Bill 0841, a bill being championed by Representative Susan Lynn, has a goal of separating Tennessee K-12 students from materials that would criminal, uh, criminally and statutorily defined uh, as obscenities. The bill would remove the uh, educational option of federal government uh, enacted back in the 1960s for materials uh, that by legal definition are obscene and protect anyone who houses, distributes, or uh, has other materials from criminal consequences solely because it's an educational setting. So, I mean, like, I guess you could do anything in an educational setting, and it's okay. I don't understand this old archaic law. It's probably back when, a long time ago, when what they considered to be obscene might be like a picture of a naked lady in an anatomy class or for medical purposes, back when they had stricter senses of, uh, of morality. Now, <laughs> it's like, they can't show Debbie Does Dallas uh, in kindergarten, uh, but Debbie's really a man. But we thought that was drag time story hour, but it used to be at, you know, an old porno on HBO. We can't show that anymore. Uh, <laughs> this is what we've gotten into here. As of this week, the bill has passed the committees and passed in the House. Uh, it is scheduled to be heard in front of the full uh, House Criminal Justice Committee on 32823. And if it passes um, that committee, it will head to the House floor for debate, and the Senate version of the bill uh, will be voted on the Senate floor next week. So here's one other final, uh, final comment I will make. It's been a crappy week, and it's been a crappy session up in Nashville. Everything that's of real importance that could help individuals in Tennessee that are what Republican primary voters want as it relates to stopping social media censorship, stopping illegal immigration, improving education, giving parents choice, um, ensuring election integrity, protecting your medical freedom, all that crap got booted 
by the old Southern Democrats, a.k.a. Republicans, because of that whole conflict of where the money comes from versus who it benefits or hurts. That's what it all boils down to, ladies and gentlemen. That's the summary of everything I report on day in and day out. It's like damn Groundhog Day. Just about. And so um, here's another thing that I think is funny. This is I'm going to give you a couple of comments, and then I'll tell you what we're doing this weekend. Number one, the schools in Tennessee are so crappy that if you look at all the legislation that is constantly being peddled, it's all about trying to make it suck a little less. For example, we got to ban critical race theory in school. We got to ban pornography in school. We got to ban uh, all this indoctrination in school. We have to have these laws that retain third graders when they can't read. We we have to make these laws that say class sizes can't be but so so large, and on and on and on. And it's all because government education fails the kids and the parents at every turn. It's like if you had to constantly get together at a business meeting where there was a private school or a private business and you had to continually have staff meetings about how mad the customers were and about how mistreated their children were or how mistreated the client was to where you had to pass like draconian laws that were forcing the employees of the company who were servicing your clients to just not do the most hateful, awful things ever. That tells you that Tennessee education and the environment in which most kids are in is so corrupt and awful that the only real solution is to get your kids out of there as quick as you can. I mean, we've had a Republican supermajority for 10 years. Only a third of kids can read and write and do math at grade level, and I drive by schools in the inner city here in Chattanooga all the time and feel nothing but sorrow for the people that are stuck in those illiteracy factories where they probably pick up more information on how to peddle drugs and live on the street than probably get a job, depending on school. They're unsafe. They're indoctrination centers. I don't know. It's just terrible. I, I come on here and I'm, not, I'm just looking for some... I guess that I would say this. If I'm going to be optimistic with you here, what this has allowed me to do as we near the end of this session, and this is the third one I've been through, if you don't count the two uh, sessions that, that we were instrumental in helping bring about uh, for medical freedom in Tennessee early on, the reason that our publication came into existence, is that no amount of trying to work with the people that are presently elected in office is going to help. I was under the naive belief that if we told more and more people about how they actually voted, now we don't reach as many people as we should, which is why I always beg for money. Because we just put, I just put that money right back in the publication trying to reach more people, more conservatives, so they know the truth about their state government, not what they're told and lying, scheming, direct mail and TV and internet ads, which is primarily all they ever hear from the rhinos and, and almost always full of lies and misleading half-truths. I thought that if we just told the truth out there that these guys would be like, oh my gosh, for the first time ever, there's a conservative news outlet reporting on the fact that we are not conservative in the least bit. But it does not seem to be doing it. So the good news is now we know what doesn't work. 
and we now know who isn't on our team. So now the only solution is to recruit, train, and support candidates to replace these people. That's all that's left. What is it Thomas Edison, you know, somebody once said to him uh, about the invention of the light bulb, I can't remember how, how many different materials he used to try to make the experiment work and how many iterations he went through, but it was countless thousands. And um, he said, well, it really didn't bother me because every time I put something in there and it failed, I knew that was one last thing that I had to try. And so that's really what this has felt like going through this whole process for me as somebody who doesn't make a living doing this, who just does it out of a sense of obligation, duty, and passion, is that we've, I've figured out what doesn't work. Now, not, not that what we do here doesn't help. It does. I've watched some people get a little squeamish and improve their voting record a touch, but it ain't been much. And maybe it's because we're not big enough yet. And we got pretty big on Facebook, and they shut us down. And we've got a pretty darn big email and text message list, and we're growing on Twitter. But we still don't reach um, nearly enough conservatives to really get the job done, and that's why your support is so important, bottom line. All right, guys, what are we doing this weekend? I'm about to step right over Sean. You can't see Sean, but it is in this direction, uh, toward my house, where there is a little girl's birthday party set up. Uh, we're having what's called a uh, a late stayover party. I don't know what that means. That's when they show up at 5 o'clock and they stay till about 9 o'clock, but their parents pick them up, but it's not a sleepover, although there will be a remnant sleeping over. We'll have four or five girls running about doing what girls do uh, in the house tonight, and then tomorrow uh, we're having the family and family friends get together over here at the house. Uh, so we're just birthday partying for my oldest, Sylvia Loretta Lewis. We're birthday partying for her all weekend long. It's all about Sylvia this weekend. So I don't, if I get to do anything else other than that, uh, it maybe, but it's not on the plans because we're just going to hang out and have fun and celebrate that precious little uh, curly-haired, used to be curly-haired, uh, now that the hair got a little longer, uh, the curls kind of fell out a little bit, but that little darling that I used to call Spanky Doodles, who is now an elderly baby. She wanted to be called a preteen. Daddy, I'm about to be preteen. I said, no, you're not. You're about to be an elderly baby. She did not like that. I do not know why. It is, women are a mystery. Those elderly babies are a mystery. All right, guys. <laughs> well, I appreciate you very much. Thank you for your words of encouragement. Uh, I'll close with one last thing. Uh, I will be out and about speaking uh, here soon. I think um, May, don't quote me on the date, 21st. I will be, I think, speaking at uh, Calvary Chapel's uh, Civics and Culture uh, program. So that'll be in Chattanooga, Tennessee on April 15th. Uh, I'm going to be um, at the Tennessee Republican Assemblies meeting. I'll be sending out information on that. And then sometime in the next month or so, I'm going up to the McMinn County Republican Women meeting to speak, which kind of makes me nervous. Uh because I, I, I don't want to, uh, to say anything too much. Uh, <laughs> but one of the, the dear ladies um, assured me, she goes, now, we're real conservative over here in McMahon County. So I'm going to tell the truth, but I'm going to tell it nicer than I do in my podcasts, and I'm going to tell it sweeter, and I'm going to tell it uh, because I know that I'm there and uh, 
at their request and at their event. I will tone it down a little bit because that's my job. I try to, you know, I, I do what I'm told when I go to conservative organizations to speak, but I always tell the truth about what's going on in Nashville because ain't nobody else doing it. So I'll be hitting the dusty trail, getting out of my hermit hole, which I don't like to do very much, uh, but I do sally out uh, in the summer months when I'm not as busy. And the, the legislative session isn't in, and my business isn't as wide open as it often is. So I appreciate you, again, uh, for letting me talk to you. I don't get to see each and every one of you personally, uh, and I feel like I have to neglect my emails and text messages uh, far more than I care to. And so when I get to talk to you like this, even though it's me talking to you and I can't hear or see you, it, if it doesn't make you feel any better, it makes me feel better. Because you're standing up uh, for the conservative values, not not the fake kind, not the not the cliched kind, but the real kind, uh, and it costs something when you do that. And so I appreciate you standing with me. Uh, it is our duty uh, to do this, and I would rather have you in my corner than anybody else. So thank you very much. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. This is Brandon Lewis with the Ten Con Big Seven Weekend Update. Signing off.